everybody this is amazing fantasy football i am josh and over there is the chris cyborg <laughs> cyborg to my ro robot man chris i like that one i don't know a robot man though is that a dc thing it is doom patrol because i've been watching doom patrol oh, on yeah. hbo max yeah. it is dude you should check it out if you haven't been watching it i mean it's already i think the show's done three seasons so far, I'm like halfway, maybe a whole, over halfway through the season one. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, it, it's it's good. It's good. It's bizarre because that's yep. what Doom Patrol I could, is. I can tell that from and the outside based looking on, in. Yeah, it's it is bizarre. And it's based on Grant Morrison's run in Doom Patrol too, the comic that is, and of course, it's Grant Morrison. So it is bananas, bananas. I've heard great things about Brendan 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 Fraser's performance. Uh, beyond that, I uh, a good job. I'll be keeping HBO for some time because there's enough other stuff on there too. Oh, excuse me. But the uh, um, two, two shows I'm you know it's two shows you know I'm it's king on you, you know it's king on HBO, The Wire, dude. How old is that show? Uh, it started in early two thousands, and it's done right. It's like a, ten seasons or so. Five. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. No, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard it good is, things. dude. It is. Very quickly, one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah. And I'm not even did. done with it. I actually did. It is. Oh, really? It is amazing. It is uh, so I'll probably great. check that out maybe even before Doom Patrol because I have two other shows lined up that I haven't even started yet because they're just got released or are about to be released, as you mentioned earlier today. Uh, gosh, I just... Oh, The Boys on uh, Prime. Yep, that's and next week. I know, uh, but I'm just saying. I'm not... I'm going to be starting that show when I get back from vacation. And the other show is Stranger Things. Season four just came out. Man, whatever. It's awesome. Well, I don't know if it's season four is awesome, but I love Stranger Things. Pretty lackluster show, actually, after season one. But okay. Anyways, uh, let's move along to we are talking some fantasy football. And we are here to talk about some situ one situation, potentially a second one as well from every team in the NFL going forward. And we're doing this show because this is our last show until probably somewhere in July. So I, I had the idea of, you know, here's let's send off our viewers slash listeners to something, uh, you know, something to think about, you know, something I'm going to think about, something Chris is going to be thinking about from every single team in the NFL over the summer, you know, OTAs, uh, mini camps, stuff like that, you stuff, know, stuff to keep first, an eye on yep. in the, uh, in the rest of the off season. Yes. And, and some of it might be a little like not directly correlated with fantasy football as far as no, like, not necessarily. like offense, yeah. offensive line or like defensive improvements or lack of improvements or whatever. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> but we got some news to talk about. We got a, Few news items. One big one. Uh, Davis and da Davis, David and Joku uh, got a four-year, fifty-six point seven five million dollar contract from the Browns. Before you say anything, Chris, I got. I'm going to give him my two cents real quick. I think this is a bit of a head scratcher. He hasn't done a lot in his NFL career. I mean, he was a, he was one of those like. Side size speeds, you know, tight end specimens. But other than that, like he's been kind of meh. to the point where the Browns brought in 
Austin Hooper because David and Joku was kind of uh, why spend the money on him? what? What do you think, Chris? I think it's a it's a run blocking investment. I think they're one of the best run teams in the entire NFL, and I think Njoku has a little bit. I say a little bit has something to do with that. I mean, he's not a, literally an offensive tackle or a guard pulling out or what, what have you, but mm-hmm. uh, you said it when you said size speed specimen. Uh, he's been there, what, it feels like three, four years, and Five. I, I think he, uh, yeah, I think they just, they, 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 they did, did the franchise tag to keep him there. They're like, we don't have the time to work out the contract right now. We're busy with the draft, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just, it's run blocking, man. That's why he's there. He's a better blocker than, uh, I'm sorry, you said Hayden Hurst? I always get two guys confused. I said Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper. I always get those two confused. My apologies. Uh, Austin Hooper, probably the better receiver. Uh, but from a fantasy lens, I can speak for most fantasy folks. Uh, we expected more. We expected more. And, and I don't think, I don't think we're ever going to get it. Here's the one thing that I really don't like about uh, David and Joku. Four touchdowns. He scored four touchdowns in three of his five seasons. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's his ceiling. Yeah, that's so far. So far ceiling. in his career, four touchdowns. Now, some of that was Baker Mayfield. Some of that was um, whoever was there before Baker. Oh, wow. Oh, I, I mean, I don't remember. I don't honestly. even. Johnny Menzel. Um, yeah, I think so. Same draft. Maybe, maybe a little maybe. bit. No. Um, okay. No. 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 They weren't the same draft class because Johnny Manziel was a first round pick and Baker was a uh, first overall. No, yeah. no, no. Johnny Manziel and uh, and Joku. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't remember. N- no. Okay. But anyways, still, regardless, four touchdowns. Like, dude, like his what, best, his best, his what? his best, uh, his best was his sophomore year, which was fifty six receptions, six hundred thirty nine yards. And those aforementioned four touchdowns too. Like, that's not a good stat line. Like, and then that was that was fine for a second year. That was almost just four years ago. You know, up yeah, it's fine for a second year guy, but it didn't go up from there. Um, And and I don't think Watson is a terribly, terribly tight end friendly QB. Um, yes and no, but yeah, I mean, I guess if you give him a, I don't know. Pitts or a, a Kelsey or a, a Andrews, then sure, maybe we're talking about something else. But Joku's not that. Hey, uh, you know what? Speaking of tight ends, we got another tight end in our news. Uh, George Kittle, he is dealing with a lower body injury and he's expected to miss OTAs. I just brought that up because it's OTAs. It's that, that's it. It's not out of the entire offseason, anything like that. It's very undisclosed. The reason I brought it up is because it's yet another injury for George Kittle, mm-hmm. but also it's not something that sounds very long term. So no, let's no. just—it's just, it's just and, a little, and, a little trickle of smoke coming out of the fire. That's all. Just keep an eye on it; it'll probably be fine. The only thing I would say is, if in fact Trey Lance is going to be the starter, he's missing time to work out chemistry with Lance. That's the it. other thing I was going to say is sometimes they list insignificant injuries for veteran players just so they don't have to take part in these sort of things. Yeah. Yeah. Take your time off. Come in with much like players. our next, much like the, much like the next guy in our news is Christian McCaffrey he is not expected to take part in preseason activities. Now, I assume that means OTAs in general and not. All of the preseason, offseason workouts that the team does and everything like that. Mm-hmm. 
I think from the article that I did read, which I believe was on like Fantasy Pros, um, it was more of a, and they were even in that article, they were speculating that it was more, he's dealt with a lot of injuries as of late. Let's limit his contact and try and get him back into playing shape and 100% to playing shape and eliminate contact. So this is also comes with the caveat of Chris McCaffrey has not taken part in preseason activities for the last couple of seasons as well. Anyways, outside of injury. So it could just be him being the veteran, not, you know, just taking a sideline to all this stuff, you know, just working on film and whatever, you know, stuff I read. Mm -hmm. I'm just passing the news along to to y'all. That's it. I was reading an article while you're looking cool, at cool. it. Th- th- this headline says unlikely to play in preseason, but yeah, why, why OTAs? Yeah. I think you'll be held to that out of that too. Yeah. I, I it's hated preseason. I hated I'm, reading I'm this. saying preseason because uh-huh. that's what I, that's what I read. I hate reading this. Anyways, the second sentence, it says career has been plagued by injury. And I was like, that's actually accurate AF. And that's sad, sad, plagued, plagued by injuries. Not necessarily, but yeah. I mean, it's a matter of opinion, obviously, but I think it's pretty accurate. It's a very, it's a very objective subject. Damn it, Chris. There, there's that thing that we never actually look up. Subjective which is when it comes down to each person can be subjective in what they think about it. So subjective means it could be up to, it's up to you. Objective is objectively, you can't really dispute this. So it would be subjective, I believe, sir. Anyways, we're here to talk about situations <laughs> to watch from every team and not talk about the difference between objective and subjective, and subjective. because we're gonna we're gonna debate over this anyways later we'll on. Spend probably all of in our July, we'll spend all of July doing that, Josh. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll spend all folks. of July and the rest of my life doing that with myself because I'm like, I just don't know understand why would it be like something so similar to anyways. We're gonna start with the AFC North, and that's me because I'm a Colts fan and so and I just A took becomes the AFC. before N that as well <laughs> left to right and let's start with it let's start with the baltimore ravens here chris um i chose to the situation to check on is the non-mark andrews pass catchers for the baltimore ravens as we all know probably by now uh currently the ravens receiving core looks something along the lines of rashad bateman devin duvernay james prochet the second and it is pronounced prochet Chris, I didn't even know who James Prochet was until I just started writing this down. Never heard of him. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Here's who James uh, here's who James Prochet is. He's a guy who tracks the ball well, but isn't the fastest guy in the world. Um, but the Ravens have three other guys who are like slot receivers and Mark Andrews. So I don't really know what's going on here with the Ravens. They don't have an alpha dog. Everyone's I've I mean, like, dude, I'm on Twitter, and all these fantasy guys are just like, oh, my God, Rashad Bateman, Rashad Bateman. Like, he wasn't, like, he was injured for a lot of last year, and when he was healthy, he wasn't all that special. So, I'm just, maybe it's year two is going to be great for Rashad Bateman, and I hope so, and I hope the Ravens are right by not replacing him. I think that this is a prime place for Will Fuller to land. He's... A more experienced and better version. He's a rich man's Marquise Brown. Hollywood Brown. That's what Will Fuller is. Prime landing spot for him. But that's why I wanted to highlight, you know, like situations to watch is this like, does 
Lamar Jackson work uh, work out well? Does he look like he's uh, you know running plays well with Rashad Bateman? Have a good connection with him. Devin Duvernay, he's been a guy that I was kind of on the last couple of years, and I was kind of hoping was poised to break out with Hollywood being the over the top guy. Devin Duvernay being the under underneath you know slot guy mm-hmm. hasn't really worked out that well. Duvernay's more of a special team slash you know wide receiver three for him. So you know I just. I'm, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm, is this going to be the beginning of the, are they setting up with Lamar Jackson to fail so that they don't have to give him a big contract? That's also mm-hmm. what I'm wondering too. But the big situation is non Mark Andrews pass catcher. I think Mark Andrews is going to be He's able to replicate it, be able to replicate, replicate 85% of what he did last year, assuming health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because he played part of the year without Hollywood, anyways. Hollywood missed only a couple of games, but even then, he would disappear for stretches, and there was just more or less the same cast characters, anyways. So, I don't. Why not? I don't think Lamar throws terribly well outside the hashes. Honestly, I think that's part of the. I problem. think you're, unless he's outside of the hashes too. Oh well, yeah, the <laughs> and then it's just down the field, uh, and not such a problem. Um, but he's got some arm strength. Don't get me wrong, but I, I it's just it's not his. Forte, man, they don't they don't call plays like that. Maybe it's not as Matt Forte. Mm-hmm. Long. Anyways, the <laughs> uh, next 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 on my list is the Cincinnati Bengals. And Chris, I gotta say, man, it was probably one of the hardest teams I had to do because the Bengals' offense was, frankly, man, drink. Uh, I am. It was awesome <laughs> last year. It was it was last it was awesome last year. Joe Mixon was was on point. Uh, you know, uh, Joe Burrows, he, he missed a game or two with it with nagging injury. That's fine. Uh, or just, you know, Nixon dings. But, I mean, Tiggins, T. Higgins was okay at times. Jamar Chase was pretty boom bust. But, hey, man, that's for a rookie wide receiver. One of the best rookie <sighs> wide receiver seasons we've ever seen. Ever seen. Probably exactly. Ever exactly. Um, Tyler Boyd was a little kind of an afterthought. Uh, CJ Uzama's gone, but now Hayden Hurst is in there. Uh, at tight end, I'm not really that. I, I initially I wanted to do this on Hayden Hurst. I'm not into Hayden Hurst so far. Um, I just we kind of see what Hayden Hurst is, and he's just kind of a guy at tight end. He's he can block, he can catch, not the fastest, but blah, blah blah. What I am looking for is consistency. Can we get some continuity from last year to to this year? Can uh, Jamar Chase be more consistent? Can um, T can Tiggins and Chase coexist? Can Tyler Boyd be a little bit more of a week-to-week factor? You know, that sort of thing. I just want to see a little bit more continuity. Uh, the Bengals have, have done some to increase, to beef up their offensive line, give Joe Burrow a little bit more time to throw the ball and throw it accurately and make decisions. So that's the thing that I'm looking for. Can they build on what they did last year and become – even better, mm-hmm. and and hopefully same, not regress. Same cast of characters returning, as you more or less mentioned. Well, except more for or less, end, yeah, except for tight end. It's really that's a lateral move, in my opinion. Lyle Collins at right tackle is real interesting, coming from Dallas. Uh, I'm I'm still wondering. See, uh, JC Tr- uh, Trotter is out there in free agency as a center, and I'm wondering if they d- may maybe sign him at some point, like relatively soon, to uh, be yeah. to really solidify that. Okay. That like offensive it. line. Like um, anyways, uh, let's move along with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, and the, the thing I want to highlight here 
is Deshaun Watson. Does he have chemistry with, with Amari Cooper or um, the aforementioned David Njoku? You know, like I don't think you have David Njoku that's that that level of tight end money to just have him be a a, a blocker and a you know a a, a second or, or tertiary character in the offense. You know, this team has spent a lot of capital, draft capital, and money to get Deshaun Watson in here. Obviously, the off-the-field stuff is is aside with Deshaun Watson. We're not going to talk about that. Um, but, and and really, the thing is, just Deshaun Watson. The guy hasn't, the guy spent all of last year not playing. Was he practicing? Yes. Was he working in the film room? Yes. Was he working with the, the, the just in general? Yes. He was, Deshaun Watson, once again, off the field stuff aside, was doing everything to be football ready as possible last year. I'm not defending the guy. I'm also not promoting him. This is a fantasy show, so that's what we're going to talk about here. Work ethic has, has never been in question supposedly, for Deshaun supposedly the Supposedly the guy is still in, has kept himself in football shape. He wasn't just sitting. He wasn't pulling a Josh and sitting in his lazy boy eating potato chips. All right? You know? <laughs> and that's kind of what Josh says. Um, you know, like, it's just how is he going to mesh with Amari Cooper and the rest of the pass catchers? Honestly, I think the guy to really look out for here in Cleveland is still Donovan Peoples-Jones. Like Amari Cooper and well, David like, Joku, because of their contracts and their situation, are going to go super high. DPJ, like a, like a, like that's a Will, the guy. That's like the guy. Will Fuller like a Will Fuller replacement. Like a Will Fuller replacement. Like a Will Fuller replacement. Like Watson had uh, two years ago in Houston. <laughs> sort of ish. DPJ is taller, yeah. but still, yeah. Sure, sure. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe not as refine a route running but you know still let's move along to the Steelers and this one's going to be I think pretty quick and this is obviously it's low hanging fruit alert Chris we need a drop for the low hanging fruit yeah, we really I do I want to get a soundboard <laughs> especially when we start that's, that's cool that's cool season. no no, no it's, it's, cool, it's, it's cool it's cool um but the quarterback battle between Mitch Trubisky and Mitch Trubisky I mean <laughs> sorry uh Kenny Pickett's battle himself <laughs> It's like he's battering, battling mirror Kenny Pickett's or Mitch Trubisky is battling Mitch Trubisky. I mean, Kenny Pickett's. But here's the thing. I, I looked into this. So here's what Ben Roethlisberger has brought to the table over the last three seasons. Four seasons, actually, um, as far as fantasy value. Because Ben Roethlisberger has actually done well for his wide receivers. And that's why I kind of want to be like, is Mitch Trubisky going to be a step up from maybe what Ben Roethlisberger was last year? Because the Steelers did a little bit to beef up their offense line, which was a prob a definite problem last year. Yep. Um, but and and maybe that was part of the reason why uh, Big Ben and his you know ultimate season with the, in the NFL wasn't that good. But I mean, last year he was a quarterback twenty one, and he only he, he was only racking up a little over fourteen and a quarter points uh, fantasy points per game. Twenty twenty though. It, he was he was at almost eight, 18 and a half points. So he dropped over four and a, over four and a quarter points in one season. Um, twenty nineteen for Big Ben was obviously the year that he injured his elbow. He ended up getting Tommy John surgery. So you know, and then but here's the thing: in twenty eighteen, 
granted, that was almost five years ago. He was at over 21 points per game. Granted, you know, he was getting older and blah, blah, blah. Team changed around him in the, in the time being. Yada, yada. Here's what Mr. Trubisky did over the same time frame. In 2021, he was the backup to Josh Allen in Buffalo. Now, did that same quarterback coach that t- taught Josh Allen to be more accurate help Mr. Trubisky? Let's, for the sake of the Steelers, let's hope so. Let's, mm-hmm. For the sake of fantasy players, let's hope so. But in 2020, though, Josh Allen or Mitch Trubisky was the quarterback 27. He played in only 10 games because he was pretty ineffective, but he was scoring 16 points per game in that time. And that wasn't really based on his rushing either. And I'm going to get to his rushing in, in a sure. second here. Yeah. Important. Mm-hmm. In, in 2019, Josh Allen, or I keep saying Josh Allen, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky was the quarterback 26. So slightly better. Played in 15 games. I think there was more injury based in, in the time that he missed, in that one game that he missed. Um, and he was a, a little over 14 points per game, fantasy points. Let's put it that way. But in 2018, though, 14 games played, almost 19 points per game. And that was the year that Mr. Risky had 421 rushing yards. Yeah. Every other year in Chicago, though, Mr. Risky, and thank you, Matt Nagy, for this. Yep, Mitch Trubisky never topped two hundred, never topped two hundred and fifty rushing yards. So, Mike Tomlin was the guy that let Big and in Big Ben in his heyday run some run a little, run some run plays, and some of it was just the play broke down and Big Ben would just run, or he was just a big guy and he would just push defenders around. Dead tackles. Mitch Trubisky is not as big as Big Ben, but no, no. you know, but Kenny Pickett is more or less the same guy. So. Let's just kind of only his inexperience, whereas Mitch Trubisky, I think Mitch is going to be the starter to be to start the season just based on experience alone. What do you think, man? I would agree. I think uh, you kind of touched on it with the running, and I I just didn't see enough uh, either designed runs or play action rollouts. I feel like and I'm not a Bears fan, so you know, by all means, you know, chime in in the comments. Let me know if I'm off here, but. I think most Bears fans would agree that Matt Nagy did not call a good game for Trubisky year in, year out. Um, and until, did the exact he same with Justin Fields last year. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's changed, obviously, now that Nagy's gone. So hopefully that's looking on the up and up. But yeah, I absolutely think uh, Trubisky will be the starter. I think they've got two guys, again, you kind of touched on it there, that are similar enough, if not very similar, to kind of... Uh, not have to worry so much about game plan if you know somebody's not performing well or gets hurt or et cetera, et cetera. So I think they they they've got a better quarterback room than they did last year with a over the hill uh, 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 can't uh, uh, you know run. He never really ran a ton. He was really more of a behind the scrimmage movement guy. And as you said, it's because of his size he could just, just shoot in the pocket sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. And so, but the elbow surgeries really sapped him of his his throw strength. So I think now I don't goes, know about that. I think I think well, that, Tommy Johns is supposed to make it better, but I think clearly he lost velocity. Whatever the reason may I th- be. I think they that during the time that he got his his elbow injured, their mm-hmm. offensive line went to went to poo and there's a perfect storm for sure. Like old oh, I'm sorry, old Ben. Uh, younger Ben with a subpar offensive line would still be the big Ben we knew because, again, just division, arm strength, and that ability to just keep that play alive. And uh-huh. whether mm-hmm. it's uh, Trubisky or um, Kenny Pickett, 
Uh, yeah, I just I think Pick Deontay heads. is still a target magnet. Drops for sure, for sure. You got to think about those drops, but maybe you can get a bargain on him. I think the guy look at you're looking for is Chase Claypool. He's going to be so cheap, it's going to be ridiculous. All right, Chris. So let's move along to the uh, NFC North, man. Um, All right, I've got the NFC North. Let's see here. We'll start with the Bears. Uh, the situation I'd like to keep an eye on yep, there Bears. is. The Bears pass catchers. Uh, the Bears pass catchers uh, headlined, I guess you could say, by uh, Darnell Mooney. Uh, then we've got Echo and Amy St. Brown, Byron Pringle, Tajay Sharp. Uh, then moving along to the tight ends, we've got Cole Komet and Ryan Griffin. Whoa, no. whoa, whoa. You forgot about Valus Jones. Come on, rookie out of, uh, you know, that one college. Yeah, he's buried on the depth chart. I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. So, um, ironically, we kind of touched on a little bit with the Nagy conversation there um, a second ago. Uh, but I just don't see a true number one. I see a lot of speed with uh, whoa, 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 Mooney, whoa. Mooney St. Brown, and Pringle. Mooney. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a Mooney. I can't, I'm not going to say I'm a Mooney truther. I'm a Mooney fan. I absolutely expect a pretty decent season out of him. But, I again, I just... Justin Fields is such a question mark. Uh, Mooney, uh, you know, did some great things last year, but it's just, you know, I don't know, man. It's it's just not a great outlook as far as I'm concerned here. But, but, uh, you know, things could things could turn around quickly um, as far as the coach, new coaching staff, and uh, really. Uh, like I said, I see a lot of speed, so I'm expecting uh, downfield throws, which we did not see from Nagy's play calling okay. last year. <laughs> what? <laughs> I expect to see some downfield throws. Uh, I think St. Brown's got a decent amount of speed. Uh, Pringle, I've, I've always liked, but he's just kind of a jag, just a guy in Kansas City. So I don't expect a lot there. What I would hope is that we get a, you know, 3,500 yard season out of fields and he runs around enough to make him maybe a. I don't know. Top fifteen. Are you guy? hoping? Are you hoping for five hundred yards? Because with thirty five hundred yards passing, you're definitely hoping for five hundred yards rushing. Oh, rushing? Yeah, yeah, something in that ballpark for sure. Five, six. Um, you could do I, it. I think he's. Got, I bet you. I bet, I bet you probably get closer to four thousand because I'm being conservative with the thirty five hundred. To be, to be frank, you're being very conservative. Drink and drink. Well, especially in today's NFL. But hey, I mean. Prove it, you know, show me. Um, so that's where I'm at with the Bears pass catchers. I'm going to move along here. Right. Uh, I see a lot of speed. I'm hoping to see some downfield throws. But until both fields, the, the play caller in Chicago and these pass catchers show me something, you know, yeah, I, I don't expect anything except uh, hopefully Mooney and maybe Komet. Maybe Komet finally works out I, for you. I expect the Bears to be one of the worst teams in the NFL yeah, next yeah, year. I'm kind of there with it. Top to bottom, not fantasy-wise, but just in general. Yeah, you're not going to have a lot of pieces of the, of that team. Uh, speaking about horrible teams, uh, on to the Lions. No, I really did like their offseason. We'll get to that in a quick second Oh, here. my God, I love their offseason. Yeah, so my situation to keep an eye on here in the offseason for the Lions is the wide receivers. Uh, in particular, the top three, which is, you know, pretty much your starters there. They, uh, to, for a reminder for folks, they brought in DJ Chark. They drafted Jamison Williams, and Amon Ross St. Brown had a so heck of a season. Amon Ross St. Brown... For reminder, for folks, had 119 targets, 90 catches, 912 yards. Not a great average, right around 10 yards. More of a possession guy. Five touchdowns last year. I mean, it was just great season for rookie receivers. 
is pretty much the way to put it. So there's a lot of hype around Monroe St. Brown uh, in the fantasy community. Okay. But of course, they brought in uh, the rookie who is not on this list. Which one did they get, Josh? Jamison Williams, Jameson my Williams. boy. Jamison Williams. Yeah, I think he ended up as my number one before draft time. Anyway. Uh, what, so, really? Yeah, I think so. Wasn't it Jamison? No, because he's not going to play for most of this year. So he's banged up at the beginning of the year. You can probably expect Amon Ra St. Brown to be a target magnet again uh, is where we're sitting there. But uh, to kind of fill out the wide receiver two and three positions. And as the season moves forward, then we get a healthy Jamison Williams. Uh, he's got DJ Chark to deal with there. Uh, another footnote here. Cephas uh, didn't put his first name. My apologies. Quintez. Uh, Quintez. Quintez Cephas. And, and Khalif Raymond were productive is the way to put it, I guess. They were fine. They were okay. They were Khalif okay. Raymond was okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they, I think they brought in Josh Reynolds, or was he already there a year ago? Anyway, he's another guy. They traded. The they made a low-level trade for him there in midseason last year. So I'm kind of over the whole DJ Chark. Not a, not a Detroit Lions fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of over the whole DJ Chark thing. I think he's shown us – I think he's had his best season, but I could be wrong. He could – run away with the two I disagree with the one but okay two, with the one he could run away with the one position in the beginning of the season uh if not two. indefinitely uh i'm not gonna be, put my money on that though um but yeah that's the uh situation to keep an eye on there in the offseason for the lions yeah by all means interject, can, sir. In, in, in between in between uh teams here let's just refresh everyone's all the listeners thing is that between week 13 and 18 i'm on ross st brown this is obviously we one. always go by half PPR. He was like the wide receiver three, not a wide receiver three, the, the wide, receiver. wide receiver three. The lowest points he scored was eleven point three. The second most, the second lowest points he scored in that time was nineteen point five points in a in a week. Mm-hmm. And those last six six weeks, obviously you're not playing in week eighteen, but still. This guy was winning you leagues down the stretch. Before then, before then, he his his highest points that he scored was in week four and five, and that was against Chicago and Minnesota with ten points in those in both those weeks. Other than that, it was a dis, abysmal, not a dismal, abysmal. So, this guy was fire once he finally got up to NFL Figured speed. Things out, yeah, exactly. And uh, another, it was, I mean. Another offseason. I don't know. Like maybe he made some sort of like, uh, you know, some sort of uh, you know, uh, what what is that term I was using? Dynasty, Chris um, made a leap. Uh, Faustian, Faustian deal with the devil, oh. but uh, <laughs> you know, I think the game just slowed down for him, and he got more chemistry with his quarterback, if or I his brain guess. sped up. However, you want to look at it. Yeah. If you want to look at it, right? On to the Packers. A little bit more pass catcher talk here. Duh. Low-hanging fruit. We know the situation we're looking at here. Devontae Adams is gone. Can they replace the 224 targets that are left from MVS? Marquez Valdez. That is an insane... Is is that multiple years? Because that's... Just last year. I mean, obviously, the 80, 90% of that, 85%, whatever, is Devontae. But, yeah, I mean, it was worth throwing in MVS's targets because he's gone. Uh, Reminder... And and, and Equinemius St. Brown. Yeah, he's gone too. Exactly. I did not throw his in there. His were pretty low. His targets just 
uh, 20 or 40, something like that. Uh, reminder, uh, Alan Lazard did have 60 targets and eight touchdowns last year. So decent red zone threat there. Uh, oh, and then, of course, the rookie they brought in, uh, uh, Christian Watson. Uh, size, speed, specimen, just looks the part, um, but played at a small school out of the gate, especially fantasy-wise. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm staking my flag. I just I'm not into him. I just I don't think I think he's a project, and I'm in a win now situation. And uh, to be selfish, um, so I'm not really high on Mr. Uh, Watson there. But I, I, maybe I'm alone there. Um, I, I think mean, he's okay. I just I think that everyone is just making that they're doing the same thing with Sky Moore. Is that it's. Yep, well, yep. I mean, I mean, Tyreek Hill's gone, so there's Sky Moore, and he's he's Tyreek Hill, and you know, so he's just going to be Tyreek Hill, and That's then the and, yeah. and then Christian Watson is well, I mean, you know, Devonte Adams is gone, so I mean, he's just going to be Devonte. A- I mean, he's big, right? That's all you need, and fast. He's big and fast, right? Devonte Adams ain't actually all that big. He's like six one. You know, he's not Megatron, dude. You know. Oh yeah! No, no, no he's like about... six three. Sorry. Yeah, he's but, pretty big. You know, yeah. still. I was talking about Watson though. Um, so I, you know, I think he's going to lean on his veterans in the beginning of the season. You're going to see a lot of Lazard and and, and Randall Cobb. Yeah, uh, Devontae I'm... Adams. He's only six one. He ain't that big. Really? Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you know, uh, Cobb has shown some red zone uh, uh, acumen even later in his career. Obviously, he's not the guy he was uh, with Jordy Nelson five years ago or whatever it was. Um, but Lazard is not, not got the speed, but he's got trust of Aaron Rodgers. And again, he's a good red zone target. So those numbers could go up. Uh, and hey, going up from eight touchdowns is nothing to sneeze at. So keep an eye on that. Here's 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 my here's my thing about mm-hmm. about the Packers. And I'm sorry to interrupt you. You're good. So good. good. I was all done. Uh, last last time, I just like this this I this thing has been itching in the back of my brain of what if Devontae Adams, who has he's the superior footwork wide receiver he's not the fastest mm. but he beats he beats coverage by his footwork and i mean like and they show things all the time when you watch a packers game why Devonte adams is always beating these receivers it's not because he's fast it's not because he's like yeah he's physical too he's but like his speed footwork. NFL, sure yeah but no he's it's not his calling card what if he taught that what if he taught that to alan lazard who's bigger mm-hmm you know, I'm just like maybe Alan Lazard. Maybe we're all sleeping on Lazard. Hey, maybe they, they run out. You know, you run out of room in the red zone. That's the whole thing with uh, uh my warehouse counterparts, uh, son-in-law or something like that. Really, small world. I know someone who is who is mildly related to Alan Lazard. Yes. To close up the NFC North here, uh, I've got the Vikings. Uh, the direction I want to take this one is how will the new head coach Kevin O'Connell? Uh, the Rams, excellent, former excellent choice, offensive Chris. coordinator. How will he use his weapons? Um, I mean, duh. Rams had an amazing offense. They had the duo of receivers. Yes, they lost Woods, Stendry, but then again, OBJ, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. filled in quite uh, beyond admirably, very well. Um, and I forget the third guy. I always get Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds used to be in LA. Uh, anyway, um, I believe you're talking about Van Jefferson. Thank you. Uh, so my attention kind of went to Thielen because I think this Jefferson, Jefferson is a um, Jefferson is a shoe in. I mean, he he's a young talent. He's going to put up uh, amazing numbers. I don't think we need to worry too much about him. Thielen, 
uh, has become uh, his average has really gone down. He averaged 10.8 uh, yards per reception last year. Uh, he missed mm, four games because uh, he only played 13. Um, but he did come down with 10 touchdowns. So uh, the vet in the red zone continues to excel, uh, but don't expect a huge volume of receptions, targets, etc. I, I they brought in a rookie, uh, Jalen Naylor. Don't know a lot about him. I'll be honest with you, but there's just not a lot behind those top two receivers, and we'll see what Irv Smith can do at tight end. But I'm not holding my breath. As of now, KJ Osborne is listed as the third receiver. There's an Iowa kid there that's been there for two or three years. Uh, Amir, Amir Smith, Smith Marset. Amir Smith Marset. Who I like. Um, he's but... more. He's more of the 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 punt kick returner and I was just say special teams. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's more of a wide receiver three, four in, or even five in the NFL. He's just, he's not that big. He's not extremely fast. Got to go. Okay. Hands, you know, that sort of thing. Sorry. You're good. You're good. So, you know, they need to start thinking about replacing Thielen as far as I'm concerned, but Hey, maybe he comes in healthy this year. Maybe he gets a little bit of that magic back, but I'm just going to, Osborne is, is in like dynasty circles. People are, are in on Osborne. Okay. I don't know if I'm in, but, you know. That's all I've got on the NFC North for situations to watch in the offseason. Let's move along to the AFC East. Uh, I mean, here we go. Buffalo Bills. This one was a hard one, Chris. I, I got, I'm not going to lie. Like, do I go with the running back position? There's some, obviously, like, especially in dynasty communities, there is some big turmoil there with... Um, James Cook coming in, and <laughs> I don't care. Um, wide receivers, tight ends. They brought an O.J. Howard to, you know, run alongside Dawson Knox. Um, but I'm going to go wide receiver here. I'm going wide receiver, and I'm and I'm narrowing it down to non Stephon Diggs wide receivers. Diggs is wide receiver one in Buffalo. They paid him big, and I look forward to that continued uh, as far as Diggs being the wide receiver one. Last year, Diggs was the wide receiver seven. Um, you know, it didn't feel like it, but he was. But if you look at the targets, Beasley, Cole Beasley was was second uh, behind Stefan Diggs with 112 targets. Manny Sanders was had 72 targets, and Gabe Davis had 63. Um, the Bills brought in Javinson Crowder though to repl- to help replace Cole uh, Beasley and a little bit of Manny Sanders too, because I didn't even know this, but Manny Sanders is. Apparently not with the Bills anymore. Is he still? I thought he was still there. Anyway, I guess so. Um, Crowder, Jameson Crowder has uh, he he has averaged over eighty targets the last two years, but he's struggled with uh, injuries and quarterback play over those two years. Crowder, if Crowder can stay healthy, he might be the Bills receiver you want because Bill, uh, D- Cole Beasley has been the Bills' number two wide receiver as far as targets go the last two seasons. Crowder is, is just, he's just not going to score touchdowns. That's not his thing. He ha- does have a seven-touchdown season, and he has two seasons with six touchdowns. But that's really not that sexy. Um, the, the one last thing I want to get into is the kind of the low-hanging fruit of the situation is that Gabe davis yeah i was waiting for you to get there (laughs) nuclear nuclear uh in the divisional round overtime loss to the chiefs this past off season or this past uh postseason 
eight receptions, 201 yards, and four touchdowns. He set a record for a postseason game with four touchdowns by one receiver. The thing is, and and Chris, you know this. You you know that like at this point last year, I was all about Gabe Davis. Yep. Got off to a slow start, so you were a little like, ah. Had a very slow start, and so about halfway through the season, I'm like, well, yeah, maybe now's the time to buy. And then it came to a point where it was just like, well, don't even have him on your roster because outside of Dynasty, don't have him on your roster, which is fine. You know, like, it would his explosion was... It was it was in the postseason, so he did so he didn't did nothing do any good for, for fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm worried about Gabe Davis moving forward because of Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder, as we have talked about in episodes past, is probably when healthy is probably one of the best slot wide receivers in the NFL. He really is. I mean, he's just he's just you throw the ball remotely in his way, and it somehow ends up in his hands. It seems like he might not get a lot after that catch. But he's going to get that catch. He's going to move them chains. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's move along to my, the Miami Dolphins here. And uh, Chris, uh, you can sound that low-hanging fruit alert here right. again. Because uh, <laughs> uh, I could have said two here, but the real situation is some clarity in the Dolphins' backfield. And that is definitely the low-hanging fruit in this one. Um, I have a feeling the only way we're going to know of any clarity of this the Dolphins running backs is going to be injuries and one or multiple injuries of running back position for the Dolphins. And I don't, I'm not really wishing for injury here, but I mean, when you have Chase Edmonds, Sony Michelle, Raheem Hoster, Miles Gaskin is still there. The, 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 the previous three are brought in a free agency they still have Salvin Ahmed, and not to overemphasize his name, but you know, just trying to pronounce it right. Um, the problem is that there's been a little bit of an injury history with these guys. Raheem Moser has missed twenty three over the twenty three games for the past two years. That's significant. Um, Edmonds only missed four, but he uh, and he seems to be, but he seems to be firmly firmly entrenched in a role as far as pass catcher. Other than last year, the guy's never topped over 100 uh, rushing attempts in his NFL career. Chase Edmonds, that is. Sonny Michelle missed seven games in 2020, but last year he was kind of a he was kind of a, a mainstay in the in the Rams' backfield because of injuries. Daryl Henderson got injured first and foremost. Cam Akers got injured, then Daryl Henderson did, and then Sonny Michelle kind of stepped up and he was okay. He was okay for the Rams. Granted, better potentially better offensive line to to create holes for Sony Michelle, but Sony Michelle is the guy that I'm actually hitching my horse, the cart that I'm hitching my horse to, or the horse, horse I'm, hitting that my, I'm hitching my cart to, my right? cart that I'm hitching my horse to, maybe. The, anyways, however it goes, I mean, Mostert is probably going to be the one that everyone's high on. I'm going with the dark horse here, and once again, back to the old and west days. I'm going with the dark horse, and it's going to be Sony Michelle. Um, let's move along to the New England Patriots. Last one on this one because we're running really long here. Uh, second to last, Mac Jones, McCorkle Jones. He surprised the hell out of everyone last year. 
and, and he kind of spun strong to go for the Patriots. He really did. Um, he fought off he 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 fought off Cam Newton and the, got the Patriots to quit Cam Newton, and he actually helped lead the Patriots to a playoff appearance. And he did that with Nelson Aguilar, Hunter Henry, Ken, yeah, uh, Kendrick Bourne, and Jerry Spurd. Props to him. That's gross. Yeah. The thing about the thing about McCorkle here is that he averaged only about four, 14 fantasy points per game, and he threw thirteen interceptions. We'll call the thirteen interceptions a bit of a, you know, warming up the NFL sort of thing. Mm-hmm. That wasn't really his game in, in college. Once again, he played for Alabama. Um, but it, the, the Patriots traded for Devontae Parker. They drafted um, Tyquan Thornton, the wide receiver out of Baylor. He's a big guy who needs to be sanded down, buffed, and polished. So, <laughs> but, I mean. <laughs> I got a real weird mental image there. Please continue. <laughs> I mean, he's just he's just a raw dude, you, yeah, you know. For sure. Dude, Big 12, not even just Big 12 receivers, but Baylor receivers, man. There's a long history of, of, of busts, Baylor receivers. Yeah, same with USC receivers, USC receivers as well. But still, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Mac Jones is the is the guy to look for. I think in the New England Patriots. I know you would probably argue that it's the running backs. If you want to go ahead, real quick, just make it real quick. Um, you have two minutes. Go. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess the situation to take a look at is the running backs, but it's so convoluted. I almost don't want to look at the running backs, you know, um, and I do have some hope that uh, Mac Jones can make a leap forward. I just think we're going to see more Belichick bully ball defense. Run it, run it some more. Keep the reins on the defense. Took a step on paper, though, the defense took a step back. That's yeah. No, I agree. I agree. hundred percent. I'd like to see a little bit, a little bit more pace, a little bit more throwing. But I don't know if I'm going to get it. I don't know All if right, we're going to get it. Chris, uh, let's my ultimate one for the AFC East. Um, I know this is going to be a longer episode, but that's okay. But let's keep it rolling. And it is the New York Jets, and I want to talk about Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Um, the Jets spent a third round pick on the NC running back, and uh, that would be uh, Michael Carter, the second. Um, but he was the Jets' leading back uh, last year. He started 11 games, but Zach Wilson showed that he was green, no pun intended, and the Jets faltered bad, and part of that was their offense as well. Uh, Michael Carter did rack up 639 yards and and had a, a 147 rushing attempts and, and 325 receiving yards, 36 receptions on 55 targets. 55 targets, that ain't bad, dude. Mm-hmm. Carter Starr was rising. He really was, it was before absolutely. they drafted, before the NFL draft, before that day two draft, like early in day two, when they the Jets traded up to take a Breeze Hall. And there was something I wish I had saved a tweet that someone had done a side by side comparison of um, Jonathan Taylor ran a 4.39 uh, 40, so did Breeze Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, tra- team traded up to, to traded up three spots, two or three spots. Like the Colts did for Jonathan Taylor, the Jets did the same for um, Brees Hall, so on and so on and so on and so on. Here's the thing, though, is that Jonathan Taylor and there was a there's been man, we should have wrote this list down, but there's been a, a little bit of a list of teams kind of some sometimes 
mm-hmm. kind of giving running backs easing them easing them in a little bit. Oh yeah, I, I exactly mean the, Vi- the Vikings yeah, did, the Vikings did it with Adrian Peterson and um, Chester Taylor being Ooh, their good call. Kind of, pulled that one back in the day. Yep, that's a perfect example. People forget that man. Adrian Peterson, can, can, I mean, yeah, he had a thousand yards in his rookie year, but so did Chester Taylor, the guy, his uh, veteran incumbent. You know, um, so are we looking at something similar with Brees Hall? Like, I mean, Brees Hall is a bigger, maybe faster. I think is faster than Michael Carter. Okay. Maybe not better hands. Hard to say. I mean, is Michael Carter going to be the guy that spells Brees Hall, or is Brees Hall going to come in and just be a 50-50 year one? I don't know. Chris, what are you hoping? You drafted him at the 101 in our in our Dynasty Rookie Draft. What are, what are you thinking here? I mean, I hope he's the next Adrian Peterson, Jonathan Taylor. But, but in both of those examples, you have... I think you want him to be more Jonathan Taylor than Adrian Peterson, but... Well, I mean, Peterson doesn't catch balls. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, not not in that way. He definitely doesn't catch them now because not in that you know, way. Just just you know, Hall of Fame fantasy producer, etc. Um, no, I think Carter's gonna have a role in year one. I think I don't know if you can say one for one. He's the Marlon Mack to Jonathan. You mean Taylor. Reese Hall? I'm sorry. Yes, Reese Hall. You know, I'm not gonna say that he's necessarily the one for one with uh, like it was with uh, like Jonathan Taylor and Mack in year one. I hope it airs more towards the Brees Hall. But again, when I took Brees Hall at the 101, it was a long-term investment. Yes, I'm in a win-now window, but I just got to Also based on, on supposed and, talent. Too. And talent, of course, too. Yes, exactly. Uh, go with the talent. Um, and if, in fact, as much as me and you love the Jets offseason, and you know, we still admit that uh, Zach Wilson is a huge question mark. It's, you know, you got everything around you this year, man, to do it. So that's what I hope. I hope he's a, uh, right out of the gate, he's a, you know, <laughs> all pro Hall of Fame running back. But I also am tippering my expectations to see more of a Jonathan Taylor year one, more of an Adrian Peterson year one. Cool. That's what I think is going to happen. Chris, who's part of the NFC East? And let's talk about them. Oh, my God. It's the Cowboys, isn't it? Yep. It Shoot. is. So Shoot. first on the docket, we've got the, Here's the next 20 minutes. The Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So take, take a deep, uh, sit down and uh, get comfortable folks. I'm going to take a deep breath here. No, I'm just kidding. I'm um, going to just kick back and just tune out. Uh, no, I'm going to try and push pretty quickly past this situation to keep on for the Cowboys. It's the wide receiver two position to refresh folks. Memory uh, Gallup blew his ACL. Forgive me. I did not write down which week, but uh, there's a lot of talk of probably pup list. Was that like eight? Yeah. It feels Nine? like it. He played. It was pretty. It was pretty mid-season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Anyways, keep going. Keep going. So, Sorry. And for a reminder, uh, obviously, you know, Mari Cooper is gone. Um, that is a hundred and four targets. Coincidentally, the exact same amount there tied in Dalton Schultz had. Um, not a great average at twelve point seven per Dalton reception. Schultz. Eight touchdowns. Uh, you know, obviously, Ceedee Lamb is the darling of everybody's eye. He's going to get a bump in in volume. He's going to be the guy. Can he beat double teams? We'll see. Uh, as far as the number two goes, I think you have to take a long, hard look at Jalen Tolbert, uh, the rookie they drafted. I, If I had to guess, and from what I'm kind of hearing, they're probably grooming him to be that starter because they got to have somebody. Uh, he played at a smaller school, South Alabama. Uh, really uh, downfield, great average uh, type of receiver here. His final year... 82 catches, 1,474 yards for an 18-yard per reception average and eight touchdowns. That's a threat. 
Uh, now, can you come into the NFL and do that against NFL corners? We'll see. But I think he's that's the situation oh to look I'm, at. I'm sorry. That's okay. I think that's the situation to look at because, quite frankly, the Dallas offense Drink. is among the best. Uh, to illustrate that, uh, Dallas was second in plays ran. Uh, with 1,153 right behind the Baltimore Ravens. Ironically, there was quite a few runs in that too, but we all know no. Dallas is going to Dallas is gonna play with pace. Dallas is going to have a high-volume offense. Keep an eye out for that wide receiver too. Battle. I think it's going to go to Tolbert, the rookie, while waiting. I got a Gallup. question for you. While, while waiting for Gallup to get healthy. Please, go ahead. Psst. Is there any potential that it is James Washington? I think he's dinged up. I failed to mention that. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, it's early. We're not <laughs> surely he'll be healthy by the beginning of the season, but don't call me surely. I just don't know, man. I think he's kind of a one trick pony. Uh, kind of what Tolbert does actually. He gets downfield, makes plays. I think Tolbert's got the speed over Washington. No, I would say that would be my answer as of, you know, June. Okay. On to the All New right. York Giants. Uh situation I like to keep an eye on there is have the G-men done enough? at O-line to return Saquon to fantasy glory. They drafted the kid, uh, Neil Evan. Uh, they're going to put Evan, him at right tackle, it would appear. Evan Neal's? Evan Neal. Yep, uh, exactly, Josh. Thank you. Neil Evans? Neil Evans. Everybody's like looking him up. What is this guy Evan Nielsen. About? Evan Nielsen. I read it backwards. My apologies. Um, so, you know, Neelan that's right Evanston. Typically, right tackle is kind of your more your run blocker than your left tackle is more of your pass blocker. He's a highly touted rookie, one of the best tackles, if not depending on your opinion, uh, in the draft. Um, but, you know, we've uh, been very disappointed with Saquon lately. Saquon had injury. 13 games last year played, so obviously injury. 162 Yon. attempts, but for only 593 yards. That's 45 yards a game, and I'll give you that average. That offense was atrocious. It was atrocious, year. yeah. So I feel like with the pieces they have at receiver, if they could just keep Daniel Jones upright, I think they could at least take a step forward. And again, we're talking about fantasy points for Saquon. We're not talking about winning the division. We're not talking about going to the playoffs. We're not talking about Daniel Jones becoming freaking Joe Montana. Just protect the running back and but the we're quarterback. Not. So uh, that's the position I'm keeping an eye on there is the O-line. What was that, Wait, Josh? wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm sorry, Chris. Um, can we back up for a second? I thought we were trying to make Daniel Jones into Joe Montana. <laughs> it's mold, mold, at mold the, that At bare minimum, I thought we were trying to make him into Peyton Manning. Yeah, right. Good luck with that. Oh, uh, we have another team? We have two more teams. No. Oh, Tessifer. Oh, man, I like some Tessifer back in the day. All right, that I'll... statue back there. I know. That statue. Oh, he was, yeah. Well, he was okay with the Jets. Browns? No, anyway. Let's <laughs> no, move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, that was Washington the... Commanders. Can Carson Wentz raise the fantasy production of the fantasy pieces, in particular? Uh, real what, real, real quick side position. note. Mm -hmm. Congratulations for St. Commanders, by the way. Oh, thank you. Because I would have been like, I would have been like, uh, <laughs> uh, football team, soccer team. Yeah. So OP, I don't know what's going on. Anyways, go go ahead, man. One Sorry. thing working in Wentz's favor, I think, is uh, the similarities and the differences between Indy and Washington. Supposedly Washington's supposed to have a really good defense. Didn't show up last year. I believe that 
pass rusher Chase. Maybe they did Indies, but that's okay. Yeah, I think Chase Young is the guy's name. I forget his name, but really a prolific pass rusher, yep. only in his second or third year. Um, so if he's healthy, maybe that helps. Uh, but they weren't so great on defense like we thought they would be last year. Um, Indy tends to rely on that defense, tends to run the ball, tends to kind of keep the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands, uh, who threw for 3,563 yards. 27 touchdowns. That's nothing to laugh at there. That's pretty decent. Only, what was it, like seven touch, seven interceptions last year? Seven that is 10? exactly right. Yep, seven, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. And he played all I 17 so. games. So, oh, oh, and that ended up, uh, am I on half point? Yes. He shouldn't uh, have. But quarterback still. 13. So, you know, a, a bargain, I think, is the way to phrase that. Now, go to Washington. I think you're going to see more volume. I think they're going to need to throw to catch up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have their schedule with me offhand. Whatever it's the NFC East, they get to play, you know, t- Dallas, the New York, Cowboys each and, twice. Yeah, uh, so um, that's kind of where I'm at with Beagles, Carson Wentz. The Beagles twice, and yes, yeah. I'm saying Beagles. I think his numbers will go up with Washington. So if you're looking at the quarterback himself, sure. Um, but he really didn't support like two fantasy viable wide receivers. It was pretty much Pittman, and that was it. Oh, well, and Taylor, of course, out of the backfield. So, you know, Colts Colts struggled a little bit with their offensive line last year. Yeah, a little bit of injury, injuries. a little bit of whatever. <laughs> a little bit, exactly. A dabble of this, a dabble of you know, just lack of leadership. I guess they've I don't got, know. That that's apparently got Trey Turner at right guard. Washington does. We're, so that's, we're, that's I'm, something. I'm, I'm deleting this part, but um, uh-huh. yeah, it just uh, let's let's move on. Yes. So, uh, so last year, yeah, with Wentz with the Colts, he was the, the their offense. The Colts' offensive line was struggling a little bit with pass protection. I'll, I'll get. I'll give Wentz that. He got a bad rap. Let's hope that Wentz can do better with the, the Washington Football Team slash Commanders. The Washington um, Football yeah, Commanders. On to the Eagles. There we go. This is an Commanding easy one. Commanding the football. <laughs> the Eagles is an easy one to me. It's make it or break it for Jalen Hurts, period. Similar to the Jets that we talked about a little bit earlier, obviously in completely different points in their career. Uh, uh, but it, um, but Hurts has a good team around him. And, of course, a new toy in A.J. Brown. But will they throw enough to keep A.J. Brown fantasy you know, uh, as a wide receiver one? I, I don't think so. This uh, one's an interesting one. It is, so yeah. Keep going. I mean, they're going to be a running team. Um, I know they don't have the greatest backs in the world. Uh, Sanders is kind of a miscast as a bell cow. Uh, I also don't think he can last a whole season at that size. Um, but then the quarterback runs too. So fantasy He's a younger Raheem Mostert. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So fantasy-wise, I mean, Jalen Hurts himself. Yeah, I mean, it's probably a shoe in for a quarterback one because of the rushing. Now, do they change up the play calling, he, throw, throw a bit more to keep the pressure off of him? Hey, I hated Hurts last year. I hate the Eagles, but... You got to give them credit, man. They were the best. I think they were number one in rushing yards in the NFL last year. So you can look at that. But yeah, like I said, it's a situation to keep an eye on. Can Jalen Hurts buoy those offensive, those fantasy pieces? And I think Devonta Smith is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's going to get drafted in fantasy, but I don't, I don't want any part of him. What does it say about a guy that okay. you just drafted to go out there and get another receiver, an alpha receiver? It's like. I don't know. Maybe they never envisioned because, Devonta to be a number because, one. Because because Devonta Smith isn't he's he's more or less Deshaun Jackson. 
Yeah. He's a shorter, skinny, really fast guy. That's Take what he does. Off. Take he just, top off. He, run, he runs he runs fast really straight. Yeah, but if their volume or is he runs, repeat. <laughs> he, runs, he runs fast really straight. He runs straight really fast. <laughs> he runs straight so well. <laughs> Um, so, but if their volume is low again and Jalen Hurts is running all the places, but, but you know what AJ no, Brown like does is that he is that he does everything other than that too, you know? Yeah. He's run after catch guy. You get him the ball. He will put his foot in the ground and make a play. Um, so that's the situation to keep an eye on with the Eagles. And that is the NFC East, sir. What do you got for us next? Let's move along to the division where my stupid Colts reside. And that is the AFC South. And we're going to alphabetically start with the Houston Texans. And the guy I want to focus on here is Davis Mills. Mr. Turkey Neck himself. Outside of... Well, who was other Turkey Neck, Chris? Um, oh. Oh, Mike Glennon. Yep. Um, anyways. I was getting there. <laughs> uh, here And here's the thing. And I'm, I, don't, I don't... Like... Dude, outside of division rivalry for the Colts, I'm... I'm straight up rooting for Davis Mills. Like, I mean, he's not a Tom Brady sixth, sixth, seventh round pick or whatever, but he was a third round pick. So that might as well, in this NFL, might as well be sixth, seventh round pick, you know, mm-hmm. in this day and age. Oh, for sure. Um, But I mean, like, can he continue to succeed, you know, from last season? Uh, the Texans brought in Marlon Mack and they drafted, Chris, help me out here. Who the, who the hell did they draft it? The Colts? Um, no, the Texans. They drafted a running back. Um, oh, Pierce, uh, of Florida. Uh, uh, Pierce, Pierce. Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. Thank you. Yes. Uh, thank you. Um, not the fastest guy in the world, and honestly, I think everyone's sleeping on Marlon Mack for this Texans team. But whatever. Anyways, last year, uh, Davis Mills he threw for twenty six hundred two thousand six hundred sixty four yards, sixteen touchdowns, ten interceptions. Eh. All in six, all in thirteen starts. I said sixteen. I meant thirteen. Um, none of those things are really all that bad for a third round rookie quarterback that got just kind of thrown into the mix. Davis Mills only averaged twelve point eight four fantasy points per game. Um, his and but that was really with his own his his really only his offensive weapon was, and I'm I'm dubbing him Mister One Thousand, and that is. Uh, Brandon Cooks because he does it doesn't matter where he goes he gets a thousand receiving yards Saints uh, Pats goes to a, goes to a poo um, Texans team thousand receiving yards in his sleep yeah it's like it's like he does whatever he can to get that thousand like he's gonna be one of the most unsung wide receivers probably in NFL history anyways. That twelve point eight four points for McCorkle or for uh not McCorkle uh, <laughs> uh Davis Mills um isn't really starter material but maybe with Mc- with Nico Collins who could potentially stay healthy and that was Nico Collins is the twenty twenty one uh yeah, rookie, rookie that last the, year, or, Texas Tech he was a rookie last guy, year he struggled he struggled with health trying to trying to trying to get trying to get on the field and everything. I don't know if Nico Collins is going to be all that, but the Texans just drafted John Mechie, which is probably one of the best, if not the best, pure slot receivers coming out of I was going to say possession. Draft. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Slot possession, you know, kind of one of the same. Not the always, same, yeah. but always. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Um, they also have a second year tight end, Brevin Jordan, who did show some promise as rookie. I like Brevin as Jordan. a rookie tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always say Jordan Brevin. I have it written down <laughs> right, and I and I said it wrong. Brevin Jordan. Um, his name is backwards. I'm sorry. Um, I just I don't know, man. You know, division round for the Colts. I'm kind of rooting for Jay, uh, Davis Mills here. Uh, let's move along to my stupid Colts here. I completely skipped over the Tennessee Titans. That's weird. Um, anyways, uh, the the Colts though, this is what we're talking about, and that is night. I wanted, I really wanted to talk about Naeem Hines here. There has been some scuttlebutt about the Colts really wanting to get Naeem Hines at, uh, in, more involved this year. But what I really want to talk about is Matt, is Matt Ryan, a.k.a. Matty Ice. Is he going to be the short-term solution that the Colts have been looking for? He's 37. Maybe he's got a few years left in him. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying he's Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to be... 44 here soon, 45. Um, but can but can Matt Ryan support Michael Pittman? I think he can. I'm worried about Michael Pittman in the red zone because Pittman and every time they the Falcons got in the red zone, Matt Ryan would not throw to Julio Jones, or if he did, Julio Jones couldn't catch it or. Whatever. I mean, it's just like, look it up on YouTube. It is just a mix. It's like it's a like they got the, of the yips, ages. It's like they got the yips in the red zone or something. It's so weird. It's such a weird statistical it's anomaly. So weird. For a large receiver. I if you if you were to if you were to give me twenty dollars to bet on what team the that Julio Jones is gonna sign with in this offseason, it's gonna be the, the Colts. Huh. I'm just saying. But anyways, I, I wanna see what Matt Ryan can do. I mean, there's already been some be- there's already been some hype about uh, with Matt Ryan about like how accurate he is and everything. And here's the thing about Matt Ryan: he's probably gonna play behind. Despite what I was saying earlier with Carson Wentz, when Chris, you were talking about Carson Wentz, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that the Colts were kind of struggling a little bit with pass protection. It's got to be better than what the Falcons were doing for him last oh, God, year. Yes. You know, I'm yes. not saying yeah. I'm not saying Michael Pittman is better than. You know, um, the unicorn Kyle Pitts, but you know, I'm not. I'm not saying that the receiving weapons are better, but Jonathan Taylor has to be better than Jonathan Taylor is better than than whatever anybody, the Falcons are putting anybody, out there yeah, at running back. Exactly. All of the running backs combined, and then some. Yeah, you know, like the only thing Colson need Matt Ryan to do is to take the pressure off of Jonathan Taylor at this point. Can he do that? Let's see. Like I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little worried about Matt Ryan turning into Matt Schaub, and like just getting real noodle armed late in his yeah, right, late speak, in his career. Speaking of Atlanta guys, that's why I brought up Matt Schaub. <laughs> um, let's move along to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, the one thing I really want to touch on here is Travis Etienne. And I had to pause there because I'm like, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, I'm going to but- butcher it at some point. <laughs> Trevor Etienne. Yeah, it's going to happen at some point. And supposedly I put it on a Discord in, a, in the news feed. There is that. Uh, I'm already screwed up. Travis Etienne has been cleared for just about everything mm-hmm. 
everything available for NFL contact because he suffered that ACL in preseason after getting drafted. Mm -hmm. Very, well, it was about like July-ish, I think. June, July-ish last year. Um, that he suffered that that he tore his ACL yeah, and everything. Camp, I think I don't think it was a preseason. Yeah, I think it was training camp. Yeah, it was training camp, but whatever. I feel like it had just started um, too. Training but, camp. Go ahead. But oh yeah, it was like the it was like day one or two or whatever. But James uh, James Robinson. Who's your Who's your boy there? James Robinson. James Robinson. Is that yep. who it is? Yep. Yeah, he tore he tore his Achilles or Achilles as you like to say. I mean, it's motto. Whatever. Um. The, the the Jacks didn't really. They haven't done pretty much anything to bring in any sort of competition other than drafting um, Snoop. What's his face? Connor. In like the six. Yeah, Snoop Connor in like the sixth round of the NFL draft, and even then, he's not all that in a bag of chips. I gotta sound like a Mormon now. Um, hmm. That that's a bad thing, but I just sound like a Mormon people that I know. Um. So Travis Etienne, man. I mean, I just want to see him like in this off season, like work with the offense. Be, and I don't want to see him be more of a running back than a wide receiver because he was kind of he was catching a lot of balls and he was kind of and it seemed like Clemson in his in his final year in Clemson was kind of shifting away towards that away from that running back role and more of a pass catcher. So I want to see him be more of that traditional running back at least a little bit than pass catcher um tennessee titans last team last team here i know we're running real real long but that's okay we only got you know anyways um chris what do you want to see from the tennessee titans i know what i want to see but i just want to you know i because of fantasy, I know exactly what I want. Because of fantasy, I want to see him throw more, but I don't think I'm going to get what I want. Uh, they're a good, maybe even great defensive team. They they're, they're going to probably going to win anywhere between ten and thirteen games. So why make a change if you're if you're winning? Uh, I like to see Tannehill's you know volume go up, maybe run a little bit more. But again, I I, I was wrong on him last year in redraft beginning, thinking I was getting a bargain at quarterback, and nothing could be further from truth. Uh, I'd like to see them spell Henry a little, so to keep him fresh and healthy for fantasy folks. But I'm not. Which sure is weird. Stand. They didn't. They didn't really do much in the draft or in the in free agency to really do that. The guy that I want to talk about for t- Tennessee Titans is Robert Woods, and that's the guy I'm looking go. forward to. It's not mm-hmm. Traylon Burks. It's Robert Woods. I think that Robert Woods has potential to be not. not to be their 2022, I noticed how, I noticed how I had to look at the calendar, what year it was, because I'm I'm old as dirt. Um, just to be their wide receiver one that, this year, the Tennessee Titans wide receiver one, not a wide receiver one, but the Tennessee Titans wide receiver one, their premier wide receiver, just because he might miss a game or two. Um, I don't know if they're going to, I don't think he's a candidate for the pup as of right now. Obviously you have to keep a track of this is a guy who, uh, in towards ACL in November. So, you know, by the time that the NFL season starts, it'll be good close to 10 months by the, you know, for heal healing time and everything. But I think, you know, maybe he misses a few weeks, 
you know, just to make him healthy and everything. But I think he's going to be the guy to, to look for and the guy to have, you know. Right. Just real late, and especially in redrafts, real late. Um, Chris, I think we need to talk about some NFC South. Okay, Chris, so uh, I believe you have the NFC South. Why don't that, you kick us uh, off with... What is that, the Atlanta Falcons? Falcons. Yeah, I was uh, biting my tongue because, you know, we're running a little long time. But I was like, I got a little bit of uh, on uh, Matt Ryan here as it pertains to the guy that was there last year in Atlanta. Um, The situation I like to keep an eye on here, uh, to be more specific, is uh, can Pitts, Kyle Pitts, take a second-year leap with Marcus Mariota at the helm? (laughs) That's kind of why I'm concerned here. But let's look at what, uh, real quick, what Mr. Mr. Matt Ryan did last year. He finished as the quarterback. Good Lord, where'd you go? Quarterback 19. Oh, man. Uh, 67%. That's fine. Uh, Threw for less, just under 4,000 yards with 30, with 3,968. Only 20 touchdowns, a little below his his norm. 12 interceptions, again, not his usual thing. Uh, That came out to 13.1 fantasy points per game. So, not impressive, but we hated the offensive line. They really didn't have anything at running back. They had to piecemeal it together. Um, gosh, uh, receiver-wise, they had already lost Julio, and gosh, who was the guy? I mean, am I blanking? Calvin Josh? Ridley is yes, still, some, that, thank is you, still sorry. suspended. Well, last lost. year, last year. So what what does this all mean for what what are you getting at with with uh you know, Calvin really wasn't there he he did not have a cast around him to do anything that he he has been known to do in the past yes and now there's potential now there's potentially a rookie quarterback or a non starting NFL quarterback now exactly. as the starting quarterback exactly with Marcus I cannot, Mariota for the life of me envision an offense ran by Marcus Mariota in the NFL 2022. I just don't know if that's what they're going to end up doing. It might be Corral. So that was the last other thing I was going to mention. Do they turn to Corral? You mean Desmond Ritter. I'm sorry. Thank you. I always get those guys confused. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Um, I would bet you paychecks, but you don't get a paycheck. So <laughs> I'd have to give you one of my children and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> And I don't want one of your kids. I love your daughters, but man, I don't want to keep them. Oh, and this re- also sounds very highly illegal. I know why I said Corral because Panthers are next. Um, can he keep Desmond Ritter at bay? I, I mean, I know Mario Mariota is a great locker room guy. He can run, but no. Uh, so that's the situation I like to keep. He an can eye run, on. but he can't fly. Yeah, exactly. I, I still think Pitts is uber talented, but no, I, I expect uh, you know not good stats next year. Uh, but let's get this is the one thing that I'm that's like I've seen some like obviously very early like pre draft like rankings and everything and Pitts is going like an ADP too and Pitts is going like number three and I'm like the third tight end yeah 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 I'm like not number three overall but I'm like yeah there's the third tight end off the board I'm like I don't get it man I don't really don't I'm like you could have Hawkinson show back up in the top five. You could have a. Um, who would you rather have? Schultz. I said, who would you rather have in redraft? Who would you rather draft? Pitts or Waller? Waller. Hmm. How about this? How about Pitts or Schultz or Pitts or Knox? I mean, I don't know, man. It's going to be rough going in Atlanta. 
They're gonna be really. Bad I don't want team. Knox. I don't want Knox. Period. So I'd rather go with Pitts. So. On to the Panthers. A situation I'd like to keep an eye on there is uh, can Sam Darnold keep Matt Corral at bay, and will we ever see CMC produce elite-level fantasy stats again? Yes, that's two things. I don't care. I'm doing it. Um, uh, so How just, can you break my rules? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even going to go over Darnold's stats. He was hot in the first two or three weeks. A lot of rushing going on there. Rushing touchdowns was booing his performance, and then the wheels fell off. Didn't he have a big old case of Fumbleaya. At a certain point in the season, I think, yeah. But so they're they're saying all the right things. Matt Rule, the head coach, is you know, I mean, he's <laughs> he might lose his job after this year. I don't know, man. It's just <laughs> yeah, he's going to. It's not looking great. Um, and then of course going back to CMC, we touched it a little bit early with an article and some news we were talking about. I mean, he's just been so banged up. He's going to be put on the shelf for the better part of the off season in terms of playing. But, but that happened OTAs. the year before, but the year before last and the year before last, but year, the year before that as well. So yeah. it was and just, I don't think they had, I, any... I, I brought it up. I brought it up in the news segment. It's more of like, if you hear about this, don't worry about it because yeah. it's been happening anyways. Exactly. Um, and potentially to his detriment. So whatever. Yeah. If the offensive line could take a step forward, sure. But I don't see a running back of any, Reputation whatsoever that could be a one-two punch or, you know, Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard is the obvious guy. I don't think they brought anybody else in of note. So I think he's going to be the backup that you want. But he was very underwhelming also. So let's see what happens. Marlon, Mack was, Marlon yeah. Mack was so poised to go there. And I just, I don't understand why they didn't recruit him, but whatever. I mean, this is just going to be Buccaneers, just six wins out of their division. Easy. It's just, it's, it's pitiful. It's a pitiful division in, in really almost the blink of an eye. Like a couple years ago, Falcons were pretty darn good. On to the Saints. Uh, the situation I like to talk about here is who will Alvin Kamara's backup be? Because he's in a little bit of legal trouble. I don't have the number of games on the top of my head that I can speculate on how much he'll be suspended. Could be two, could be four, could be six. I have no idea. The guys that are behind them, uh, Mark Ingram is back, um, but I mean, John, exactly. Old guy, old running back who really wants to look at that. Tony Jones Jr. was a whatever, a bit of a thing last year in terms of just like he's the guy, but he didn't do much. Uh, Dwayne, Washington, Dwayne Washington is there and Divine Ozigba. The guy I like. Ozigbo. Uh, Ozigbo. Oh, I see. I misspelled that. Great. Um, the guy Ozigbo. I like that, of course, I have a you know, uh, a horse in the race is uh, Abram Smith, uh, rookie, uh, drafted free agent, but among the highest guaranteed money we've ever seen a undrafted rookie free agent get. It was him and another name. Forgive me. I don't have that written down, but it, it was like uh, three in the 30,000 range or 300,000. Yeah. So a lot of guaranteed money for a guy that they matter. like. It's just... It does matter when you're looking at undrafted free agents, Josh. Oh, no, no. It's like yeah. His salary. But, you know, it's like... Well, that's know. what I'm saying. His salary absolutely matters when it turns when you're talking about when you compare it to other undrafted rookie free agent running backs. They don't have anybody there. They like the guy. 
That's all I'm saying. So he's I the think, one. I think I they're like. gonna try. I think they're gonna try and run through the air like uh, they were doing in Detroit for the longest time. Yeah. With, and again, uh, again, Ingram's there. He's listed as the backup. He's probably gonna be the backup at the beginning of the season. But Abram Smith is got good I, size, I, good speed. Uh, he played a little bit of linebacker in school. Uh, had a really nice uh, uh, senior year to end. Well, I say senior. Really good last year at Baylor. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's all I really have cool. on the saints. That's the situation to keep an eye on there on to the Buccaneers to finish out the NFC South. Um, yeah, uh, basically Fournette is he going to be able to hold off Rashad white, uh, and at least perform similar to how he performed last year Fournette, That is, you know, me, I'm not a big Fournette guy. I think he had fresh legs last year. To that point, maybe they try to keep him fresh, and maybe you do see a little bit of Rashad White in the beginning of the season, and maybe Fournette does, again, hold on to that job. Uh, so that's the situation to keep on out with the Buccaneers. Obviously, the offensive pieces are all around the running back, whoever ends up being in the running back. You know, the go to quarterback, dump-offs are a thing. Um, now, uh, what is important to mention, Josh mentioned this off-air, is Fournette's the better pass blocker. In fact, Rashad White has been rumored to struggle with uh, pass blocking, so... That's a huge thing for a veteran uh, quarterback. That's a huge thing for a Super Bowl aspiring team. They will probably lean on the vet early. Let's see if he can hold on to that job. You got anything to add, Josh? Uh, in general, I mean, I mean, like, I guess, like the Saints thing with, uh, I would, I would, I'd be like, eh, I'd, I'd want to kind of see how Jameis Winston is kind of meshing with those wide receivers, mm-hmm. and I mean, if he's Throwing errant passes in in uh, you know preseason, maybe that's Ooh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know being Jameis Winston. That's the thing that to kind of maybe take up something into account and for. As a reminder, the know, defensive coordinator took the head coach job. So yeah. generally speaking, defensive coaches like to run the ball. Yeah, but, but but didn't possession. their their didn't their quarterback coach like step up to be their offensive coordinator? Could be. I don't know. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's move along. We have we have one division left from each side, and it is the AFC best. I mean, West. Yeah, for real though. It might be really the NFC best. I mean, West. AFC. Um, I'm so confused. <laughs> no NFC, NFC best. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got what you're saying. Uh, but I mean, it's, we're going to start with Denver Broncos here, man. I mean, it's, if it's, if we're not talking about Javante Williams here, which we're not going to, because Ooh. I think, because I think it's really going to be Cortland Sutton versus Jerry Judy. And I think that's the, going to be the thing all off season that's going to be talked about. But Javante Williams is going to be coming in a close second. I just think that it's going to be that that who blends well more with Jerry Judy. Man, got a, some burpees, some some little indigestion or something going on there. Sorry, um, I just think it's going to be more of like this, like the thing you're going to hear about throughout all the off season, especially especially we're kind of you know in the quiet times of dynasty and everything. But I mean, it's going to be redraft. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, you know, who's mm-hmm. it going to be? Who's it going to be? And, and in their, in their careers, Jerry Judy 
has 10 games played versus Cortland Sutton, 17. And they're Jerry Judy has about two thirds the amount of like yard, like receiving yards, about about maybe a two thirds or close to seventy five percent of of the receptions. No, no, no receiving touchdowns. Zero receiving touchdowns for Jerry Judy in his career. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. And, and I'm like, I, this is a guy that's sitting on my dynasty squad. Granted, I inherited the team, and I and I want Jerry Judy to succeed for very personal reasons, but it's it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Cortland Sutton, but a new quarterback in town with Russell Wilson could easily flip that script, or it could be both, or it could be both, or it could be one of them one week and one of them the next, and it could be just just be Cortland Sutton is DK Metcalf and Jerry Judy is the. Uh, I don't even want to say he's Tyler Lockett because he's not as fast. But, yeah, you know. You know what I'm saying. Anyways, uh, let's move. Let's move. Let's let's uh, fast track to the Kansas City Chiefs here. And once again, it's the wide receiving core, and it's it's mainly focused on who's going to be who's going to be for the Patrick Mahomes man. I mean, perhaps it's going to be nobody. I mean, there has like Patrick Mahomes has come out and said that he wants to work on spreading the ball around. You know, the old find the guy that's open. You know, uh, the you remember when like Tom Brady's sort of like. Kind of first couple of years or so, oh, in the, sure. in the yeah. cast NFL, it was receiver. just it was just like it was literally just like option routes and and here's this, here's that, you know, like and maybe that's what the Chiefs are going to do with you know Kelsey just kind of dominating the middle or whatever. I don't I don't know, man. But that's the thing that I want to I want to focus on here. Like, there's I could quote you on vacated targets by Tyreek Hill and blah blah blah. It doesn't really matter because I don't really think that anyone's really all that capable of stepping up to do so. I don't think anybody's capable of replacing Tyreek Hill at this point in his career. It's just too too valuable piece. Stats out the window, like he just takes the top off, man. He really puts a defense in a pickle. Yay for using the word pickle. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move along to Las Vegas Raiders. I had to look that up again because I thought it was the uh, Los Angeles Raiders. It's so many loss and loss and whatever. Anyways, um, thing to watch here is, is I think is going to be Devonte Adams and Darren Waller. And I, as I've as I've said in in previous to go off script a little bit here, but I've, as I've said in previous episodes, is that Hunter Renfro, which ended up being a really good steal for you in in fantasy football last year, if you got him, he was great. But him and Darren Waller only, only in, once again, in, in half PPR leagues, they only um, uh, cross streams twice with over 20, 10 fantasy points each. Two weeks, two weeks out of last year, they ended up with more, both more than 10 fantasy points each. Can... Josh McDaniels get Derek Carr to support a Devonta Adams and a Darren Waller. I'm wondering. I'm honestly wondering if they, if the Raiders, and it's more of a who's the newest one? Is it? Um, it's not Al Davis. Who? who what's his son's name? Oh, he put me in a spot. Al Davis. Uh, I don't remember. 
Al it's Jr. not Al Davis. Al Jr. It's not Al Jr. It's like it's <laughs> no, like it's not, we'll, 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 we'll call we'll call him Keith Davis. Keith Davis. Um, like I I wonder if they just they just spent so much equity like contract wise and trade capital wise to get Devonte Adams that they're just going to try and focus on Devonte Adams being the focal point of the of the offense with Darren Waller being the wide receiver two slash. I didn't, I didn't one. one, you yeah. know. No, I, yeah, that's probably how it shakes out. If I had to guess. Um, let's let's uh last last team, last team. Just just for the sake of I, I would love to have some epic segues and everything, but uh <laughs> for the sake of for the sake of expediency, Los Angeles Chargers. Got it right. You did. You uh, did Mike And you got the Raiders right. Mike you? Williams is the guy that I want to see. This offseason, can he actually build on what he started on with last year? If you, Chris, if you don't remember, he scored a hundred and oh, fish. I have it written down. It's like 108.3 fantasy points, or it's 100.3 fantasy points, but in the first five weeks, but then he scored 208.6 fantasy points throughout the entire season. So, he, like, in his first five weeks, he scored 48% of his fantasy points. Wow. We'll just call it a half. Yeah, yeah, round it off. It's actually a little bit more than 48 points, but, you know, 48%, but, you know, still. It's just like, so in five weeks of last year, he scored almost half of his fantasy points. Wow. wow! And I yeah. and I even looked and like I even looked at like the teams that he went up against. Some of them weren't very good teams as far as like secondary. Some of them were, and it was just kind of like, man, it was. And he just kind of like didn't do much the rest of the year. I'm like, so that's why I'm like, can this guy actually build a rapport with Justin Herbert? Herbie, our our guy, our boy, Justin mm-hmm. Herbert, Herbie, mm-hmm. can he build a rapport with Herbie and actually become? Like a wide receiver one throughout an entire season. I I don't know if he can. Yeah. I don't. I just I just don't. Chris, I believe you have one more division left. Let's let's round out this very long episode. We <laughs> knew it was going to be long, but still. We didn't, we didn't. On to the NFC East. I've got first up, we've got the Cardinals here. Did you just say the NFC East? Did you I? The NFC West. The NFC West. Um, Scratch that. The NFC On best. to. <laughs> what? I said scratch that. Let's let's try that again. On to the NFC West and the Arizona best. Cardinals to begin with. Uh, we're going to look at their. Worst receivers situation because yeah well i mean i've got a little question to to end things here that that i thought of just a second ago anyway wide receivers so hopkins uh deandre hopkins played 10 games had 64 targets last year like josh just said you know not impressive not what you want to see out of a really dude a hall of fame all pro you know i don't know if he fell off a cliff but we'll get to that in a moment um so that's where I'm at. He's also uh, facing a six-game suspension this upcoming season. Yeah, so. and, the, and there's a six-game suspension, suspension for PEDs. 
And there, it's just, the cupboard is bare at receiver as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I don't know if they expect to get something out of AJ Green. Uh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What about your boy, Rondell Moore? Uh, you know, I actually looked at something and he had, he had a disappointing season. I was disappointed. I missed, uh, if, if we want to go and put it that way. But he did have 64 targets. I didn't think he had that many. That's not that's not good, folks. Don't get me wrong. It's not good. But I was still kind of surprised to hear by that, about that. The more important number to mention is Christian Kirk gone with 103 targets. Uh, now, we all know they spread it around a ton. Ah, uh, jeez, man. How many plays did they run? They ran the eighth most plays with 1,126. You got to remember Kyler was that. out. Kyler was out for two games. That probably goes up a little bit because they run more. their yeah they run their offense through him you know so there's that uh, part to it. Uh, Kyler still ended up quarterback ten though with you know twenty one and a half points per game. Um, you know obviously that's per game so the missed games don't hurt that. Almost seventy percent completion, only twenty four touchdowns through the air, and really only five on the ground. That's not. I think we expect a little bit more uh, on the ground there. Um, I'm very high on Kyler. I just worry that he doesn't have the pieces around him. Yes, the defense is good. I feel like everything else is pretty good on offense except for these wide receivers. Now, can they hold? I don't have their schedule in front of me, but can they hold off and hold the, hold the hatchet down? That's not what that hold the hatches down. Until Hopkins gets back. Uh, they did re-up Ertz. Ertz is going to be a big part of this. That's probably the answer to the question. Is it's going to be a in, lot of Zach Ertz. Hollywood as well. Yep. Oh, yeah, of course. And they brought in Hollywood. So uh, the correlation there is I definitely want to – I think Kyler Murray has one of the best arms in the league. He throws a deep ball almost effortlessly, even at you know, 5'8 or whatever he is. It's really impressive. So I think they saw something they liked in Hollywood. And there's a hole. To fill with the six games conference Hawkins. So let's take a you know keep an eye on the Cardinals wide receiver situation in the offseason. On to the LA on to the LA Rams and their running back situation. To give people some context here, Sonny Michelle had 208 he, he led the team. Well, oh goodness, pardon me. Something just crazy just happened. Oh, uh Sonny Michelle led the team with 208 carries, 845 yards. Yep. Four touchdowns, but he shined in the in the postseason. Uh, so that's important to remember. Daryl Henderson, hundred forty nine carries. It, was, it wasn't even a postseason. It was just kind of like kind of down the stretch for them. For sure, for sure. I thought there was a couple of really good playoff games for him too. Maybe it was just okay. Henderson actually had the better average with four point six yards. Um, obviously, he got dinged up too, got banged up. That's off one hundred forty nine carries. Cam Akers was non existent. That was at the beginning of the season last Cam, year. Cam Akers blew his Achilles in. I just had it. It was October, I believe. Achilles, and it was. It wasn't even October. It was like July. You're right. It was right before. It was. It was like. It was like the beginning of August. Actually, it was like right before like fantasy drafts because like. It was like Etienne and Acres. It was like Etienne and Acres. Because there was team. There because there was there was a big outcry of teams that had drafted Acres, and it was just like, and we and like the two of us were just like, and this is why you don't draft this early if you can avoid it, like. 
I mean, like PSA, if you can, if you, like Labor Day weekend is prime draft weekend, you know, I know like everyone's going out of town for, you know, one last row or take the family, you know, last row of the summer and blah, blah, blah. But if you can put your, your fantasy draft in like in Labor Day weekend, that is the per- the perfect time to do it because it's literally right before the NFL season starts. You're never going to get any closer other than the day before the season starts or the day of the season starting, you know, yep. with that, that first person yep. in that game. Didn't Cam come back You're never the going to get in the playoffs? Weekend. Didn't they have Cam for the playoffs? Eventually. They did, but he was not himself. No, that's exactly why I brought it up. He was never himself. Um, we're still in that area where we're not sure if the Ach- Ach- Achilles uh, – did I do it right that time? <laughs> if the Achilles – I think, yeah. you, I, think I don't know what my deal is with the word. I think it's just it's it's just stuck in my head. Anyway, um, it's a potato potato. Was that you know we're not sure if the Achilles is the next ACL. You know that's just the simplest way to put it. We kind of need to wait and see. I think Mac came back pretty good. Marlon Mack came back pretty good from a from an Achilles, but you know I think he also had. Get to see hasn't really played. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. If, yeah, so uh, the concern is obviously Cam Akers. It'll never be the same. Um, you know, and quite frankly, he had just emerged the prior season. Drink. He had just emerged the prior season to kind of take the reins. It's not like he had a season or two in, under his belt to be like, oh, he's our guy. And what they went through with Gurley a year or so before that, I don't think they're they're uh, married to anyone running back. Whoever can go in there and produce, it could be Henderson again. So uh, let's move on from the Rams. That's the important situation to take a look at there on a very high-powered offense that we want a piece of. Who's going to be the running back? On to the Niners. I'm going to keep this one short. It's simple. Will Will Trey Lance or will he not start? Um, if I had answered that question today, which I kind of do because this is a fantasy show about speculating in the offseason, I'm going to say it is Trey Lance. There's no way they're sitting this kid again for an entire season. I think he's. I think they're going to run the offense through him. I think it's going to be Kaepernick esque. You know, when they had him uh, several years ago, when he was just running and throwing and just just whipped Green Bay in the playoffs. Like just like everybody was really high on that dude's talent, and and, and it was before we kind of realized this new era of uh, uh, running and throw dual threat quarterbacks. Um, so I think they want to see what they've got. They spin up to get him the year before last. Um, I think he's going to start. I think the Sam, the 49ers are a team that does not throw the ball to the running back anyway. So, you know, that whole running quarterback corollary that tends to not dump off. Uh, but a running quarterback tends to help the running back on the ground. Uh, you know, pick your example. I, I hate to go back to Washington that many years ago, but Robert Griffin and Alfred Morris. Like, you know, that was a great tandem for a year or so. Uh, so Sean McCoy and there you go. D- uh, Donovan Knapp. So much runner, but sure. Yeah, we'll take that. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that's the situation to keep an eye on there. That, Who's that the worked quarterback? out at the very beginning of their career, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I just don't think McNabb was ever much of a runner. He was good. He was good early in his career. You're right. He was pretty good on the ground early in his career. You're right. Um, that's more or less it for the Niners. You know, we're not but outside of Debo. Uh, we're not in love with any uh, outside of Debo and Kittle. We're not in love with any uh, pass catchers uh, and the Niners. I want to keep an eye on this quarterback As situation. Yet, but yeah. 
yeah, and hey, maybe Debo takes a big hit with a second-year Trey Lance running around all over the place. We'll see. On to the Seahawks. Just, I mean, it's really kind of two guys. It's the running back position. You mean the Seahawks? Seahawks, yeah, exactly. Um, I did pick up uh, Drew Locke in the la- uh, my last pick of the of our little fan- uh, rookie draft, rookies and vets draft, because I needed a quarterback, and I think he's going to start, and that's the only reason I picked him up. Um, who knows? Who knows? But uh, as far as the running backs go, um, I think Ken Walker, which I believe he got wants to go by Ken. Uh, Ken Walker is is better. Uh, but don't forget, Rashad Penny was a heck of a prospect coming out of Oregon, I believe. Um, San Diego State. Gosh darn it, I do that every time. There's another guy that's similar to Rashad Penny that I like to do that with. Anyway, San Diego State, Rashad Penny. You know, and he looked great last year. I just, again, kind of like the Rams. I don't think they're married to a guy at running back. I think Chris Carson, we don't even know if he's going to play again. You know, I love the player. Hard runner, but I also think that hard running has is, is kind of cut his career short. Uh, he was cheap for the team to keep there. I think he's probably a foregone conclusion. I think it's down to Penny and Mr. I think Penn. the team wants Chris Carson to come back, and there's still potential for it to happen, but... I'm not holding my breath. I think it's, it's down it's, to it's, Walker. It's, 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 a, it's a feel-good story, you know, of... Mm-hmm. Or a tragedy story of you know, NFL. And, and I would kind of focus on Walker kind of, uh, you know, the fact that he didn't catch the ball much in college, but I do think he can do it. However, Seattle really doesn't throw to the backs much. And again, they no, want to they run. They really don't. They do not. They do not. And they want to run the ball and they probably want to run the ball and keep the ball out of Drew Locke's hands as much as they can. Still, still but they have a bad detriment. defense. They won't run the ball. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, you know, outside of obviously the receivers may take a hit with Drew Locke. I want to focus on this running back situation and who wins the job or at least takes you know, 60% of it. And I think it'll eventually be Walker, but we might be looking at another Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall, etc. situation where they start with the veteran at the beginning of the year, ease in the rookie. So we'll keep an eye on that situation in the NFC West for the Seahawks. For show, for show. And that is the thing to keep your eye on. Um, we are Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and over there is the Chris to my Chris. Um, <laughs> we're, I mean, we're gonna, we're going to take a break here because it's yeah. We're coming up on June, and it's going to be quiet. Radio there's silence. Not a lot of there's it's just there's just not a lot of things to talk about in June. You know, like I, I literally read an article tonight can, can, where the guy was like, you know, I guess Seattle or Denver, whoever it was, was like, well, it wasn't Denver. Cause that wasn't my team was like, uh, we're going to hit a period of radio silence here <laughs> in a minute in June. They're going to be, the team's just, I mean, be- we kind of already have other than like, like David and Joko news. And the rest of it was just kind of like, it was just precautionary things of like, well, you know, Mm-hmm. Christian CMC hasn't done preseason stuff and for like a couple of years anyways, but so don't worry about it, you know, like that sort of thing. Anyways, yep. we're amazing fantasy football. Please, we're, we're gonna we're gonna start streaming here in the off in the off season, uh, but we're gonna be doing some mock drafts there as well, and we're gonna be doing like recording things. So you can leave us a five star review. Please mm-hmm. leave us a five star review. Um, on wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, And then you can check out the streams 
or the or the recorded video content on YouTube if you're listening to us in podcast format. Um, Chris, do you have anything you want to say to anyone before we leave? Like, I... share, and subscribe. And you know what I have to say? Follow follow this guy on Twitter at Josh AFFB. Oh, right. Follow that guy over there. That would be Chris at Amazing Fantasy Seven. I actually do stuff on Twitter, not a lot, but I mean, right now I'm mainly commenting on you know like dynasty, like drafts and trades and whatever. But you know, so. I would definitely like to ramp it up, especially as we get into training camp and regular season in terms of both Twitter accounts, sharing and and commenting more. Caring. Interacting. <laughs> it's caring more. <laughs> yes. I I really I really enjoy sharing and caring. So yeah, you know yeah. social media is a devil, but when you're just talking fantasy. And, and also great. if you follow me, you can see some you can see some adorable pictures of my dogs too. Oh, because nice. I, I, I didn't know you were doing stuff like that. Now I feel left out. Maybe I should. I did, well, no, I, I did like her graduation day from, from training class right. and, you know, stuff like that, you know. Anyway, right. so we've been amazing fantasy football. There will be some stuff, some off-season stuff. I'm hoping to try and do some player videos. That's if the app cooperates with it, with me. Anyways, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. Trying. Don't quote me on it, but I'm trying. But we have an amazing fantasy football. We thank you all for tuning in. Leave us a leave us a a, a rating, a comment when, whenever possible. Chris, we'll be back in the mid, mid to end July, right? Sounds great to me. Love you all. Thanks for tuning in. Later. Bye. Hey um, everybody! I thought you were. I thought we were recording, and you were just going. We are recording, show. but I did. Oh, I shit.